Hello, and you are very welcome to Dan and Dara on Dublin South FM. I am Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Thanks again to Mike Purcell, who's given us the last hour with Mike at the mic. Yes, Dan. Fierce amount of energy in the room here this evening. I don't know why. You're about to have a heart attack, I think. And uh, I'm just wound up. <laughs> sure. That's the way it is. Yeah. It could be worse, I, <laughs> I suppose. I think. I don't know how much worse, it's- but... It's all the adrenaline running through our veins. Yeah, give it about five minutes. I'm going to crash. <laughs> before no doubt a about live it. podcast. Yeah, no rugby to talk about this weekend, Dan. When we finally do get around to the sports, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We're probably just going to sit here for maybe about six minutes just looking at each other going, oh yeah. No, no, no. No. <laughs> no. no don't worry. We do, we do have support for you. Um, from the um, Kerry winning, uh, ending their nine-year wait for... All Ireland's class to golf and some F1 as well. Yeah, definitely. We're going to have, uh, play a lot of music tonight now. That's uh, part of the thing as well. We're going to have uh, some old Gavin James. Did I give out Gavin James last week? You did. I did give out. Do I, if, I, if I give out about something, is he just suddenly going to turn up here on the show? Um, there is that possibility. There also is the point that our guest, uh, Neve. Dunphy, along with um, Faith Martin from Gigability. Uh, Neve herself was at Whedon's. Oh, I'm going to have to for, leave, so. Uh, Gavin James's uh, album launch. Okay, fair enough then. So we're going to have some sensible choices from me. I've got Counting Crows, uh, Paul McCartney. Uh, Paul McCartney and Wings, actually, funnily enough. Not just Paul McCartney and his own, but his whole band there uh, from 1973. Yeah, I was only one. You weren't even thought about then. Um, <laughs> Neve is going to have a new a new track for us from uh, Taylor D. Um, as part of the whole gigability thing, uh, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of looking forward to actually having Neve and Fate here tonight, uh, which, yeah. which should be great. Please God, Zoom, <laughs> don't finger me this week because I'm just really not up for it. Uh, ladies' choice as well, Dan, for the first song. What are you going for? Uh, we've got Lucy Spraggin with Why Don't We Start From Here? You are indeed listening to Dan and Dara Double South FM. I am still Dara McNicholas. And I'm still Dan Airy. You had to think about that though, didn't you? <laughs> Who am I really? <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I, I've settled on Dan though, I think. Yeah, I'm well, I don't know. A it. bit of old Daniel every now and again. <laughs> and <somebody>. Daniel! Bing! <laughs> you know, I can I can hear your mother shouting at you. And you're rolling off down the road. <laughs> Put up your hood, Daniel. <laughs> So anyway, Dan, what little bit of sport we have left? Yes. So um, the All Ireland football final uh, was on over the weekend. We had Kerry and Galway. I watched quite a bit of it actually. Did you? I did, as I was sitting thumping my computer, um, do, do doing some your, photo do, editing. Wonderful. Do give us your thoughts. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it all the more um, because there was none of the whole sort of Dublin cynical fouling going on right? Uh, considering they weren't there obviously that's brilliant it's good for football it's not that I hate Dublin it's just that I dislike them greatly <laughs> um, there is a distinct difference there is there is because I still have to live here <laughs> um, despite the fact that I go around in Munster Jersey most of the time just to annoy people um, yeah no it was good it was it was, it was a good game uh, it, it was quite enjoyable uh, not the most high scoring game in the whole wide world either mm, there was no goals no, uh, which probably isn't a bad thing. Um, 
Yeah, I know. I, I just I enjoyed it. You know. Did we did we get close to goals? Though? I don't. I don't no, not really. No, I don't no, think we did. No, not not spectacular at all. Um, so they're all down in Trelino, toasting the heads off themselves um, mm. with rock shandy and uh, non-alcoholic beers. It was, sometimes we get round to the kind of big games in whatever sport it might be, and you kind of go. Uh, you know, was it worthy of the occasion or something to that effect? Would you say that was the case with with Kerry Galway? Um, I think it was. Um, yeah, I, I I think it was, and and just kind of, I suppose when you talk about the spectacle and the way it's covered, uh, that's brilliant. But just while we're on that as well, I have watched an astonishing amount of the women's foot soccer. Okay. Um, over the last couple of weeks and I will say absolute hats off to RTE mm. um, for their coverage um, and and not even so much the coverage it, it, it's fine just putting putting a match on but the commentary and the insight uh, it's it just it, it's really really good spot on that's, uh, yeah. and that's what you want more of uh, absolutely and you know, the football's good too. <laughs> you know, never mind the fact that it's just we're getting to see the women's game on the TV. The actual football is really good. Yeah, absolutely. Incredibly um, competitive. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about um, representation of a disability kind later on. But it's just great to... I know you were talking there, the, the football is good quality, um, which is kind of what you what you'd expect. But then it's it's great that we are actually getting to see that other other side of it. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely, and 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 be well not so covered. much the other side of it, but you get what I mean. Yeah, I'm trying to cover for you here, Dan. Uh, <laughs> you better complete stones to that now. And, uh, the banana hair, and they're going to be waiting for you outside now when you leave. And they're going to be throwing tomatoes at you, and probably maybe heads of cabbage. I don't know. I always wonder who was always heads of cabbage, maybe just heads of lettuce. I don't know. So the grand Prix, the grand prix, Dan. Yeah. Meow um, meow meow. Missed me. Gone. No idea. Didn't even know it was on. We were in uh, Le Castellet in in France, French Grand Prix, uh, and Max Verstappen won again. Come on, Max, yeah, you're <laughs> that one lovely. <laughs> so he now holds a 63-point lead in the driver's championship. So he's got a bit of a gap. Can he uh, be caught then, or is it just he, don't bother turning up, lads? He can be caught. But, uh, yeah, it's going to... It's interesting because it looks like Ferrari do have a better car. Um, it's just with the with the reliability issues that they've been having. And I noticed during that race over the weekend as well that their, their strategy is gone to pieces. Uh, and that, that's not the first time that that has happened either. Um, so they're going to need to do some... Do some thinking on that one, um, and it's the I think the third time that uh, Charles Leclerc uh, has retired from the lead this season. So um, yeah, like that. I think he was saying in an interview after the race, it was like uh, thirty-two points are gone based on that. Wow. So. He kind of said, "If I lose the the championship by thirty two points at the end of the season, sorry, at the end of the season, I know where those thirty two points have gone." Um, 
So yeah. That's yeah. harsh, isn't it? It's going to be an interesting uh, next few races to see if we can claw on top. So back. you're saying Hamilton then is second and Russell is third. Who's Russell? Russell is, Russell is George Russell. Uh, All right, not Russell of Lettuce League. <laughs> uh, George Russell is Hamilton's teammate this year. Uh, oh. So it was it was actually a great race for uh, Mercedes because they've been, uh, shall we say, off the pace quite considerably right. uh, so, this season. Uh, Constructor Championship then, do you know who's got what, where? Constructors Championship, uh, Red Bull still hold the lead over um, Ferrari. I think it's quite uh, tight with that. Um, and I think Mercedes, with the results that they've been more consistent, I suppose, as a team, they haven't quite got the, the wins, um, but they have been more consistent as a team. So they're they're still in the fight for that one as well. Okay, any interesting sexy crashes or anything, though? Um, well, not, I wouldn't quite call it a, a sexy crash, but uh, it was... That's half the fun of F1, Dan. It is the, the danger. See, yeah, it's someone going barreling into a tire wall <laughs> somewhere. Well, actually, come to think of it, that is exactly how uh, Leclerc crashed. Oh, ah, okay. Uh, he, he just lost the rear end of the car and went straight into a, went straight into a tire wall. Okay, and somewhere you won't see a tire wall, Dan, is in golf. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, no, definitely not. You'll see... any another sport. You'll see an out-of-bounds and a hospitality section, but you definitely won't see a tire wall. Uh, <laughs> that's he's funny. Tell you. Thank you very much. Somebody open the window and let some oxygen in here, please. <laughs> um... So we had so we had the open um finishing last weekend and um then we had the senior open finishing the weekend just gone. Uh and it was quite a good weekend for the uh the paddies. Mm. Uh because we had Darren Clark uh winning by one shot on ten under from our own poor account. Very good. Uh, and okay. that, that was played at Glen Eagles and they hosted the uh, Ryder Cup in 2014. Okay. Mm. Right. And we've lost our captain then officially, have we? We have. Yeah, that was quite the development mm. uh, during the week. It was actually because that wasn't really... Uh, Something I was expecting, and Henrik Stenson did come out and say he was disappointed by the decision because he had said that he'd had conversations with Ryder Cup Europe about uh, maintaining the captaincy while playing a re uh, sorry yeah maintaining the captaincy while playing on on the live tour, but. I suppose it makes sense from a from a Ryder Cup Europe point of view because the zero tolerance approach that they've taken to this point, it it wasn't necessarily gonna gonna change um, from Ryder Cup Europe, but then also from the DP World Tour, and 
yeah, it's gonna be interesting actually who they're gonna who they're gonna get to replace him. That hasn't been announced yet. There has been uh, rumors of Thomas Bjorn, who was the captain in uh, France in twenty eighteen, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, because I suppose he he's a winning captain and he has experience doing all that kind of thing. So okay, uh, yeah, it's definitely a turbulent world, the world of golf at the minute. Right, just <clears throat> I do have one sort of rugby related thing. Hit me. Yeah, and it's a kind of interesting one. It's only one that kind of wandered across my mind today. Um, is obviously Ireland, New Zealand, lovely, great win. <clears throat> uh-huh. But I've seen an astonishing amount of stuff on social media. Right. Of the team having fun. Sure, it's not allowed. Yeah, I know, but it's the first time I think I've ever seen it. As in, it's been kind of made public. Or... Yeah, no, but it's not. It's, it's public with cameras. And it's on Facebook and it's on Reels. And it's just something I, I hadn't seen before. And it's not even something I'd even thought about. Do you, do you think that's a a conscious thing from the from the from Irish rugby? Oh from, no 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 no! This is this is just... this is the lads out on the rip. Yeah, and people in the same general area. Yeah, with their cameras. Yeah. Well, I I, I suppose in a situation where you've made history, like they have. Yeah. Um. You know, you're gonna have as many people as possible documenting it. I suppose. Yeah, but it ain't all good, Dan. Yeah. It ain't all pretty. And, yeah. none of it's, and none of it's filtered. So I think that's going to be interesting. Maybe, I don't know if it's just me. Yeah. But I just over the last week, or not not even week, over the last four or five days, I have seen stuff that I have never seen before. Right. Footage that I just, I never thought about. Things, you know, obviously you know they're out, people are on the beer. Yeah. But you're just kind of going, Okay. The one, the one that pops into my head is there is a video of uh, Pete O'Mahony and Bundyaki, and Bundyaki steals these chickens. Yes, uh, and poor <laughs> Peter O'Mahony looks like he's uh, what's the word he used? Tired and emotional. <laughs> yeah, Dan, a little bit of music. What are we having? We have a little bit of Gavin James. That was Gavin James with his new single, uh, Novocaine, off the new album, The Sweetest Part. Uh, I, a friend of mine, uh, Sean, actually a friend of ours, um, was at their, uh, his album signing in Dundrum over the weekend, actually. Um, and I was having a chat with him over the weekend. Uh, and he was saying it was very good. And speaking of album signings and being at them, um, Neve Dunphy from Gigability, how are we doing? I am grand, lads. How are you, sir? Super. Absolutely brilliant, Neve. Just all the better for hearing you. Faith, are you there also? Hi, I am. It's good to meet you. Oh, deadly. Yeah, at long last. At long last. Absolutely. Great <laughs> to have you. To be fair, we thought we thought we'd lost you somewhere fate in the middle of the Atlantic or the Irish Sea somewhere. No, I'm still here. I'm still here. Oh, okay. Right. My work here is done. I can go home now. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, okay, so we got a bit to get through, lads. Um 
But obviously, we go, this is this is it's your, it's your slot, but this is gigability. Um, neither fit to the waiter. You want to just tell us what it is? So, gigability is essentially I used it out tra- traditionally as a blog, but now obviously we've adapted to this being the radio series with. Uh, you guys just make it a bit more user friendly for us and to like broaden the reach but it's essentially trying to improve the access needs of people with with disabilities across our respective countries so to make venues and like promotions companies and stuff like that aware of slightly more complex access needs for example changing places toilets which Faith and I both require which you don't see a lot of in a lot of Venues are a bit right in Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's something I've campaigned for for a while because I feel like not being able to go to the toilet when you're out is just ridiculous. Like it should be a basic human right. And unfortunately, it's not for us a lot of the time. Exactly. So we'll kick off with me going to Gavin James's album launch on Friday. This was a very, very, very spontaneous last minute plan like literally I got asked to go two days before and the ticket was like 20 quid so I was like yeah let's go so as ever Whelan's um staff were absolutely lovely we got let in early before everybody which actually led to me randomly meeting Gavin James because him and his manager were just standing there mom or said hello yeah I heard the guards had to be called <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not that bad. Please ignore that. Mm, yeah, I know, yeah. I mean, how many pairs of knickers did you bring with, with you to throw at him? <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say that. For reference, actually, when I sent Dara a picture of me like I'm James, that was literally what you said. Uh, no, it's not quite what I said. And we, can't say, we can't say what I said on the radio either. <laughs> yeah, no, it wouldn't quite be radio friendly, I don't think, would it? No, it's not. That's the full extent of what you said, so I'm not going to. But, eh. Uh, yeah, so this time was slightly different in the sense of when I went to Ed Sheeran, I went as the only wheelchair user. This time I was with two other wheelchairs as well, so uh, Tracy Lee and Lorraine Marr. And interestingly, the tr- I didn't expect the three of our wheelchairs to be let in because obviously smaller vendors usually have a limit cap. So for example, with places like the Olympia, you're only, now you're only allowed... Sorry, did you say limit cap or limit handicap? No, limit cap. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I should concentrate more often. Sorry, my apologies. Carry on. Right, so, so they've got, they usually have, have like a limit cap on smaller venues, how many wheelchairs are allowed, let in, but this time there was us three and another uh, wheelchair user, so it was four wheelchairs let right at the very front of the stage, which was amazing because again say we're not we're not always allowed to be integrated into crowds which was lovely brilliant like all around Gavin James like gig itself amazing but again lack there of changing places toilet facilities I think venues need to change this across the board to cater for um people with more complex toilet needs and it, it it's one of those things like it's no matter what you're condition is or your circumstances are everybody needs to go to the bathroom so like it's that's always something that's just completely baffled me being like um 
Faith, you went to Sam Fender. I did go to Sam Fender at Finsbury Park in London. So I should point out, I am a music journalist from England, um, south of England. But yeah, I went to Sam Fender in London. And actually, as we're talking about changing places, they actually had a mobile changing places unit, which I thought was like, honestly amazing because it does. Yeah, it takes the stress straight out of it, particularly where I had to travel to London that day and then go straight to the site. So I think, you know, it can be done and that kind of proves that it can be done. Um, but obviously, Sam was incredible. Fontaine's DC were also there. I've seen them before. And I think they are one of the best kind of bands to see live. I would say in terms of access, to actually get into the... There was two entrances. There was a main entrance and an accessible entrance. And for the accessible entrance, you had to walk like halfway around the site, which was not very wheelchair friendly. And you had to go up a hill. Kind of defeats um, the purpose, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. And I got stuck in a ditch and had to get someone to like push <laughs> my electric chair. Why were members? Did it actually? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It happened a couple of times over like the whole weekend. Jesus. Um, but there was a change in places unit there, so that was great. That's that's JD. That's uh... so sorry, Faye. On the change in places unit, did you know? Did you know in advance it was going to be there? Or no. So it's funny you should say that. I actually emailed them because I went to this event for like the whole weekend, and I emailed them the week before, being like, "Have you got like a mobile changing places unit?" And they flat out told me no. So I'd kind of planned what I could drink, how much I could drink, and when I could drink, essentially. And when I'd be able to get back to my hotel and go to the loo. And then I got there and there was one. And so I asked the guy that was kind of manning it, are you going to be here all weekend? And he said, yes. So in terms of people being in the know about what accessibility they actually had, it wasn't that great because I wasn't aware it was going to be there. until I got there. That just defeats, like you were saying earlier on there, it defeats the whole the whole purpose of the whole thing. That doesn't make any any sense whatsoever. None. No, and it, it just means you can't plan anything. Exactly. Okay, so uh was that that was a community festival, was it? So that was Sam Fender on the Friday and then community festival was on the Saturday. Pretty much the same setup, um same site, everything was still there. Um, same access problems where you had to kind of walk around the site for 10 minutes to get in. Um, the really cool thing was the, it's a cool thing and a not so cool thing. So the platform for wheelchairs was like on the other side of the street in the park and you couldn't see the stage. And because I was the only one who was sat there, the security guard saw me waiting for a band called Circle Waves and they took me to the front of the stage. And that was really cool, but I'm also very aware that that doesn't happen to every disabled person and that actually the access there was also a little bit shoddy and not really well thought through. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, just, you know, speaking for the uh, able-bodied community here, you know, I'd be a bit disappointed if I saw you getting up to the front of the stage. I'd be kind of going, 
I'd be bringing my I'd be bringing my ableist hat with me going oh that's just not on oh my god no look just because she's a disability and she's been brought to the front of the stage I think that's shockingly bad yeah and I feel like in a way you've kind of got a point in the sense that they shouldn't need to do that to you to be able to see anything yeah, that's true. Yeah. Myself and Dan kind of said, "You like, you know, it's it's, it's access. If every if everyone can see it, it's 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 no big deal." Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when Neve Neve keeps telling us, that we, I, I'm not sure Faith, what your situation is wheelchair wise, but Neve kind of points out the fact that yeah, my wheelchair goes up and down constantly to us in yeah. the sort of in the whole in the whole sort of yeah the whole sort of wheelchair porn thing kind of <laughs> you know with her scissors bleeding lift on it. <laughs> there is um, between the three of us, mate. There is such thing. That we, yeah, absolutely, definitely wheelchair envy. Um, to the point that when I, when it turns out that I do end up getting my next chair, there will be a riser on it. Oh, mate! Exactly. I wish I had one of those. <laughs> right, George Ezra. Yeah, because this one's really important. Faith, go on. Yeah, so George Ezra was kind of a real debacle. So run by the same company, um, same site. Again, it was all in Finsbury Park every weekend. Got there, managed to get on the platform, but the platform was like packed from the start of the day and it opened at like midday and George wasn't on until about seven. And kind of got there, realised that some of my friends were there. So came off the platform to see my friends for about 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Went to go back onto the platform and essentially loads of disabled people were being turned away from this one platform which was the only accessible space because they had sold too many disabled tickets and not told people that there weren't enough space for them and because of that people like me and you know people that can't stand up for very long had to kind of try and find safe spots in the crowd in their wheelchairs and with their, you know, stools that they'd brought with them. And it was fine whilst Blossoms were on, who was supporting. And then as soon as they came off, there was just a rush to this one stage for George. Mm. And there were people waiting at kind of the bottom of the platform in the wheelchairs that were kind of like near the barrier, but not on the platform. Um, and then there were people nearer the front barrier of the stage being boxed in. And the, because we're so low down in wheelchairs, the security who were kind of in front of that barrier couldn't see any of us. So I had to run, grab a security guy, told them that people were going to get hurt if they weren't moved. Got dismissed completely. I then got asked why I came alone and not with a boyfriend, which I think <laughs> is a whole other conversation entirely. Yep. <laughs> And then somebody else kind of actually took me seriously and went and got management to try and get these people out of the crowd in somewhere safe. Um, but I actually left early because it just, it wasn't safe at all. And that's the thing, like, it completely ruined your your content experience then. Yeah, and I mean, that was kind of my first full weekend away completely by myself. And the first two days have gone so well. I was like, oh, this weekend's been great. And then you hit the Sunday and the planning was just completely off and everything went wrong. And, like, would I be right in saying, Faith, that, like, I suppose George Edger is a big, big deal. So, like, 
Would yeah. I be right in saying that it got to it got to the Sunday and you like he was the one you were kind of most looking forward to seeing? Yeah, like after Sam Fender, like George Ezra was kind of for me, that was the one I was like most excited about because I've been trying for years to see George and funny enough I've never been able to get wheelchair tickets. And this was the first time that I'd managed to get wheelchair tickets for George. And I had to leave as he walked on stage because it just wasn't safe for me to sit there. Crazy. Crazy. Super. <coughs> Guys, this has been uh, just like so much fun, actually. I'm glad we finally got it right. Um, yeah, I think there's, you know, there's just, there, there's so much more that we can talk about. Absolutely. Um, but our time is obviously limited. Faith, great to talk to you. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, Neve, um, track of the week? My track of the week is Pretentious Minds by Taylor Day. Taylor Day is a young uh, singer, songwriter, musician from Dublin. She has recently kind of curated 3,000, uh, sorry, 300k streams on her Spotify, all off her own back independently. And I just think she's an amazing talent. So I thought I'd give her the spot this week. Lovely. Neve, just sorry as well, before going to interrupt you before you finish. Uh, where can people find you? People can find me at Neve Dumpy Ward on Instagram and Twitter. Faith, where can people find you? People can find me at Faith Captain Mary on Instagram and official underscore Faith M. On Twitter. Brilliant. Super. Okay, so here we have uh, Go Again, Neve. Pretentious Minds by Taylor D. So there you have it, Dan. Uh, another cracker from Neve. Absolutely. And uh, plenty more to be talking about when it comes to uh, gigability in, in the coming weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And we will share um, Neve and Faith's uh, contact details on our Facebook page, which is what, Dan? Dan and Dara Doability. Yep, you find us on Facebook, you will find all of our uh, previous shows there. Also, um, and all our podcasts on uh, wherever you find your podcasts and stuff, whether that be Spotify or Acast or Anchor, Anchor yep. or who you call an Anchor. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much actually, yeah, some good stuff there. Uh, right, Dan, Disability Pride Bunt mm. and Brendan Courtney, take it away. The month of Disability Pride is coming to an end. But um, we thought that we'd talk about it a little bit and kind of look at how we can bring it forward because it's something that we've talked about before about being, whether it be LGBT Awareness Month and everybody being hyper aware of it for a month and then it kind of fading away a little bit. Um, But this is great from uh, Brendan Courtney earlier this morning. Uh, on RTE Radio 1. Um, he had interviews with uh, Dr. Aoife Carney and Paddy Smith. Uh, and Aoife Carney discussed her experience, um, li- her lived experience, um, with a visual impairment. So uh, growing up um, in the education system as well, and joining the workforce. But I think the the interesting part of it as well was um, when she spoke about her kids um, because two of them are visually impaired. So it's kind of interesting looking at the dynamic um, that she now has with them because she looks at 
experiences that she had when she was younger and she's kind of going okay you should do this and you shouldn't do that um based on her own lived experience and it's just it was really interesting um listening to her kind of uh navigate that relationship um one very interesting thing that i that i found that i hadn't heard of uh much until listening to the interview was the concept of a visiting teacher uh which is very interesting and a visiting teacher uh works with blind and vision visually impaired children and provides guidance and support to their parents uh the visiting teacher can access or sorry assess the effects of visual impairment and explain the needs of each child uh now and in the future so they kind of um pay more attention i suppose um or pay specific attention um to that child in a classroom and kind of are aware of their needs um and i just thought i i suppose on top of everything else the way that is phrased as well is really kind of uh i don't know whether nice would be would be the right word but it's just it's not too other yeah it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. too like explicitly there to help you does that am i making yeah no like, it, yeah. it is i know it's, yeah, it's a tough it's a tough one I, uh, yeah i know what you're trying to say mm. um and yeah no i just thought it was a really um interesting discussion and it's really good because it's again um it, it's something that um we've talked about a lot in terms of media representation and engaging people in in these type of conversations and um Paddy Smith did the same uh he discussed his own experiences and again um discussed the importance of disability uh representation and disability being visible um in the media as in like young people being able to look at look at a tv or a radio and say i c- i can see myself or hear myself or whatever it might be in in yeah. that situation yeah well uh, i mean you know, we were talking about the soccer earlier on the lady soccer and the great coverage mm. that was all part of the whole 2020 thing yeah you know if you can't see it you can't be it absolutely and that's yeah more of it absolutely 100% um so yeah no it was just it was really refreshing to hear um and it was interesting because it it's something that we've we've talked about a lot uh in terms of asking questions and that was something that that Paddy was saying in that um you know don't be don't be afraid to ask questions and just ask uh, and i think there was an important distinction to be made in what he said and that he was saying that don't be insensitive about it. you know there's a line um, yeah. and that's something that, that, that that's <laughs> there's, a, there's a difference between asking a question and being an arsehole yeah 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 that's <clears> something <throat> that we we we've discussed at great length as well um no i i was just it it was really really good 
um, really nice start to the day early in the morning um, to hear to hear those conversations being had. Yeah, it is important, Dan. And just something I want to throw a bit of light on as well. Uh, Houston Station have opened up a um, what a revamped their jacks effectively just to bring it down to its its base level really the bare bones the bare bones yeah they've revamped their toilets um, but they've put in a a changing places toilet uh, for those who need extra support long um, overdue but positive yeah absolutely and just hopefully it doesn't get trashed yes Um, uh, there's that and hopefully it um, sprouts many others yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I think from an Irish Rail point of view, I think they're talking, they're looking at Waterford, Plunkett Station, I think, and somewhere else, I think, hopefully this year. I think this one was supposed to be open last year, but I think every year one gets passed when it comes to uh, COVID. And yeah, I was thinking, were they going to use COVID? Oh, actually, could, yeah, God yeah. knows, Dan, either that or the war in Ukraine, um, <laughs> which has gone out of news, really, effectively. Yeah. Um, both still of those happening. things have kind of uh, wandered away. But yeah, both are still happening. Uh, people are still dying. Um, yeah, so, you know, that's that's pretty groovy. Dan, we have a bit of an ad, I think, will we? Yeah. And uh, we have a bit of kill after that now. Keep Not sure. Dublin South FM. Have you been unemployed for over 12 months? Would you like to do something to help benefit your local community? The Southside Partnership Tooth Programme can offer you valuable part-time local work experience opportunities in the community and voluntary sector. Current positions available include radio production, sports coaching, librarian, caretaker, administration and many more. While taking part, you will receive a top-up on your social welfare job secrets payment and gain valuable work experience, helping to boost your motivation and confidence. For more information on positions that might match your interests, please call us at 017060. 100 or go to www.southsidepartnership.ie forward slash toos. What's up? Sean Coyle here. Tune into Urban Smooth Saturdays at 7. I'll be bringing you the best in classic and contemporary hip hop and RB. Exciting interview guests and some great team shows. All the latest music news and old school trivia you can handle. Urban Smooth Saturdays at 7 o'clock only on Dublin South FM 93.9. Absorbent Smooth, shaping the soundtrack to your Saturday night. What if you could have a sustainable business without the liquidity concerns and make your company more profitable? Curious? Check out our tried and tested proven client acquisition formula. Go to www.joedalton.ie and book your free consultation now. I've always provided. That's what I do. Even when the job shut down, I somehow managed but the pressure chips away at your confidence. I felt alone. I needed to talk things out. I learned Samaritans isn't just for when you hit rock bottom. I'm glad I called. It's always worth getting problems big and not so big off your chest. Call Samaritans. No pressure, no judgment. We're here for you. Anytime, talk to us. Free call 116123 or go to samaritans.ie. This is Dublin South FM. Oh, sure, going to be a big star. You are listening to Dan and Dara, Dublin South FM. I am Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. On 93.9 FM. And around the world, online. Online, Dublin South FM dot IE. Absolutely, Dan, we're nearly there. Uh, Funny enough, it's been a fun show tonight. It certainly has plenty of interesting conversations. Yeah, which absolutely, is, and is more al- to come. Which is always something we strive for. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, it's tedious after a while. Though. What was it the, the BBC uh, founded themselves on? Uh, 
Inform, educate, Team Biscuits. Inform, Educate, Entertain. Team Biscuits. <laughs> and that as well. Yeah, yeah, everyone needs Team Biscuits. Um, so I, I, I like to think we've we've done that this evening. I like to think we do do that on a regular basis. Yeah, no, I, I think so. I think so. If anybody wants us to cover anything, just give us a shout, drop us an email, say hello. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll certainly look into it for you. Um, we certainly will. Yeah. Uh, we have covered uh, a number of different topics from mental health to disability and sexuality and all that kind of thing. You can find that on Spotify and everywhere else. Um, we will see you next week. <laughs> I have been Dara McDicklis. I'm Dan Airy. And we will talk to you soon.